everybody, and welcome to another episode of Grey's Academy. I am one of your favorite season four hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your favorite season all, one through 19, plus mm. 20 hosts, Carmen. And it is a beautiful day to podcast. And it's a beautiful day. The finale day. podcast. The finale podcast. This is, listen, I got to tell you, uh, just... This is a really good episode. I'm mm-hmm. not going to spoil my ranking. I'm not going to spoil all my thoughts, but it is, it's a good episode. It's a I'm a fan. Episode, I agree. And did um, you end up watching, rewatching the first half or did you just have to watch the second bit? I, I watched like the last couple of minutes to get the mm-hmm. full, the full like buildup. Sweep it right into it. Yeah. So that I really appreciated. Uh, and thank you. Shout out to you for, for giving me that recommendation uh, to do that, to make sure that it was like one seamless thing. And it's the first time ever since starting this podcast that I've been able to finish an episode and Netflix is like, continue to the next episode. And I press the button and I was like, hey, yes, because I never get to watch more than one episode at a time. Yes, so. that's true. Not for and season I, that's, five one, guys. He he rewatched the end of part one to go right yes. into part two because I started part two and I was like, this really did air just together. Like it's not it yeah. doesn't feel at all like two different episodes. So I was like, if you have the time, rewatch it or like just, you know, it this is it's very so he went back and did that. He has yeah. not yet watched season five. No. So all all ideas, thoughts, and predictions for season five, episode one, are going to be in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. So, But before we do that, this episode of Grey's Academy is brought to you by Love Our Shop Toys. at Love Shop Toys. Yes. Kelsey, did you go and buy anything? Did you get anything for yourself? I'm not going to tell you my life. Oh. <laughs> Did you Can you tell the anything? listeners? Yeah, I bought, uh, there was a, n- listen, I got to tell you, I went, I was really uh, very curious about so many things. <laughs> uh, and I got to tell you, the sheer quantity available of these lifelike sex dolls is impressive. Oh, There's so many. That's a lot, yeah. Now, I'm confused, though, because they, well, first off, they have something for everyone, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, Singles you, and couples. Singles and, and couples and throubles. Uh, but even on even on the sex toys, the, the sex dolls, they've got uh, they've got the girls. They've got uh, girls with vaginas. They have girls with penises. They have mm-hmm. something for anything that you can want. And the thing that I love about them is they don't care what you're into because they don't want the stigma around sex. Right. We and are stigmatizing sex. Right. I mean, so look, even, at, look at Grace. Look Obviously, at Grace. if you've listened to any other episode, we will talk about sex. We are not it's afraid, true. and we feel like anyone should be comfortable enough to talk about sex. It's true. Um, the only thing that I was confused on is they said that the uh, the lingerie that on uh, some of those uh, sex dolls is like not what actually comes with it, but I couldn't find anywhere what of what comes with some of those things. So I had to go buy uh, six of them just to do some mm. just to do some studying, and I made sure to use Four. code code Gray's Academy twenty uh, to get twenty percent off of my order at loveshoptoys.com is what I was doing. And if your order was over $69, nice. Nice. Then uh it was free shipping. It was. It was free shipping. Uh but life listen, life is too short for bad sex, guys. Life is too short for bad sex. We we spent a lot of time talking about this last week and uh they have some really awesome mission. Well, they've been around for what, 20 21 years? Mhm. 
of bongs, dongs, and thongs. Mm-hmm. So everything you need to have a nice day. <laughs> it's true. And we just had 420. So hopefully you uh, you got on you got online if that is uh, you know bongs or your cup of tea or uh, dongs or thongs. It's you know whatever your cup of tea is. Discreet shipping with two to four days. That's pretty yes. speedy. That is pretty speedy. And uh, especially with, uh, I don't know what they ship with, but uh, if you've gotten anything from USPS lately, it is just taking forever, which I have to, I have to mail you something, but I'm going to mail it through FedEx, I think, oh, or thank UPS. You. Yeah. Give you a tracking number. Yes, please. I appreciate that. I'm looking yeah. forward to my surprise. Yes. My Anything surprise else you want to talk about? <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, that would be way too expensive to ship. I'm yeah, so those... glad I got the free shipping. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Over $69. So Over $69. Nice. Nice. Uh, um. Also, in case you guys are wondering, we're saying nice to the 69 part. Like, this has become an inside joke for us. So, anytime we say 69, we just, you hear us go, nice. So, or is there anything else respect. we want to talk about? <laughs> respect. Our six, dear friends six, at six Love X Shop Toys. Respect. Yeah. Um, all at the same time. No, I think I think we hit it all on the nose. I think. Uh, oh, you did say that, and this is very true. The website's super easy to navigate. So, um, but it because they have so much, don't feel like you're going to get overwhelmed because you can break it down into those categories. You can go and search right what you're looking for. Looking for a Mother's Day gift? Looking for a Father's Day gift? Why not check it out? Looking it's for true. a Tuesday gift? Why not check it out? Yeah, and Mother's Day is coming, uh, coming right around the corner, <laughs> and. Is. It is, what, May 14th? Mm-hmm. So you have all the way up until, I would guesstimate May 9th. Give it an extra yeah. on the, the four-day span to to place your order. So go to loveshoptoys.com and use code GRAYSACADEMY20 to get 20% off uh, a nice vibrator for your mother or sister or your wife. Any any woman in your life who needs one. Some and lingerie. then uh, Yeah, lingerie. Oh, ooh, very nice. A little bit of fishnet stockings maybe. And uh, you have all the way up until June 18th, which is Father's Day, to get uh, pocket pussy for dad or grandpa. <laughs> okay, okay. We're here to suggest, guys. We're here to, yeah. again, we're just trying to break down barriers. We want those those relationships, the sexual talk to be destigmatized. You're enjoying it. If it's a mom, if it's a dad, they've had sex, probably. It's true. I mean, if you're a mom or dad... Probably you've had sex. I hope you've had sex. Well, even if you adopt and you're, you know, unable to bear your own children, I hope that you're still just having sex. Like everyone, consensual sex. Life is too short for bad sex. Love shop. True, true that. Uh, If you do buy anything, make sure to use the hashtag Love Shop and hashtag Love Shop Toys and tag at Love Shop Toys and tag at Grey's Academy Pod to shout us out and let us know what you got. Yes. Also follow us at Grey's Academy Pod. Follow us on All right. both Instagram and Twitter. We're on. Tw- I made a second tweet. Whoa! I did not I've see had it. Two tweets. <laughs> so I'm really just cranking them out over there, guys. I think if you average one a week, you should be fine, right? Sure. I mean, who cares? Twitter is like a fucking disaster right now. We should just pay to get our blue check mark. That's what we should do. I just and will never. <laughs> Absolutely never. Oh, I man. simply refuse. I'm waiting for my blue check mark on Instagram. You and me both. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> again, not going to pay for it. Okay. Let's get into it. This is seven episode seventeen of the fourth season. Excuse me. Tiny burp. Um, Tiny burp. The seventy eighth episode overall. 
and it is Freedom Part 2. Now, that is the same title as last week. So if you are interested in learning about that and you were not paying attention last week, go listen again. And Carmen will tell you again the exact same thing that he told you last week. It's true. I'm not going to tell you now, but if, if you listen to the other episode, do mm-hmm. it. This episode was written by our queen, the one and only Shonda, and directed Shonda. by our very good friend, Rob Korn, who we have Rob seen many times. Korn. And we love, we stand. He's, he knows what he's doing, clearly. Um, this episode aired May 22nd, 2008, uh, 18.09 million views, and... Netflix synopsis is Derek and Meredith's relationship is reinstated as the trial comes to an end. Huge spoiler. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Hold on. I'm not done. There's another line. Erica and Callie share an intimate moment. Huge spoiler. Whoa. So that's Netflix. Like what the hell? Okay. They took the last five minutes of the episode and said, let's put it in the synopsis guys. Yeah, truly. Like if you can't, I'm just whatever. I'm actually annoyed. If I yeah. would have read that synopsis, mm-hmm. I would have been so pissed. I luckily yeah. I like I I make sure to not read them because we do yeah. watch this on Netflix. Uh shout out to our dear friend Ryan who we've been using his uh Netflix account. <laughs> this this podcast would not happen without our dear <laughs> friend Ryan. And like wow, I'm actually yeah, really annoyed. A, yeah, that's probably the worst one we've had so far. Easily. I don't think we've ever had because they they've had some vague ones that make no sense, but I don't think we've yeah. ever had like a spoiler. My gosh. Yeah, that's if really that's bad. so I don't know what order you want to talk about this, but I need to tell you. Okay. If we if we just touch very quickly on this end Derek and Meredith scene. Yeah. Shonda has has ruined me and traumatized me. Okay. <laughs> And Jessica also said, I can't listen to this anymore. I need to tell you that this is this is what, what you're thinking is not going to happen. Because she was laying in bed watching me watch the episode. And when Derek at the end said, I need to go talk to Rose so that I can do more than kiss you with a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. I legit said out loud, he's going to get into a car crash and he's dead. This is the last time he sees her. <laughs> Shonda. Shonda. But Jessica's like, Carmen, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That does not happen. So I don't think I, I still think that he dies. I, I still that's a prediction of mine. I still think that Patrick Dempsey is dead after this. He gets into a car crash on the way to go tell Rose. And this is the end of the Derek and Meredith's love story. This is it. That would be wild. That would be Shonda. Can you just okay? Can you just tell me? I can't. Okay, luckily I get to watch season yeah, five. Yeah, luckily we're recording two today, so you'll find out yeah. really fucking fast. Yeah, in like two hours I will know if he's in the next episode. But Would if he's you be dead... upset if Derek died? At this point, yes. Because I feel like it's... But it's typical Shonda fashion if she says, mm-hmm. Okay, Meredith, you are healed. This incredible breakthrough. You're good. And unhealed. Yeah. <laughs> New trauma. trauma spiral. <laughs> so... Yeah, typical, typical Shonda fashion. I, I would be sad about it, but I'd be like, well, at least I don't need to deal with this shit anymore. Like, the will they, won't they is over. <laughs> so, Where are you in Scandal right now? Uh, Melly just filibustered the shit out oh, of the spending bill. Fucking love it when she filibusters. So yes, good. She's a queen. Uh, although, I gotta... Mm, okay, skip ahead. 30 to 45 seconds if this is a spoiler for if you're if you're not caught up in scandal. So Fitz 
and Olivia tear the entire country into with their love story mm-hmm. just for them to break up. And she's now out of the, the White House. Mm, there are some we're gonna have to get into it on patreon because i have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things that happened when she was in the white house yeah it gets like, intense it was, it was a big deal when these things aired like these were some big things and this episode for Grays, this was also a huge deal mainly like the the callie and erica storyline for 2008 like it was a huge deal like i remember it being the topic of a lot of like articles and stuff when it came out so good it's wild yeah yeah i this was this was a good this was a good episode and it was also like we we were watching scandal last night jessica and i and we i was like okay now i gotta go watch grace and she's like you mean we need to watch one more more episode of scandal and i was like (laughs) you are you are lucky that i'm off tomorrow and i'm also lucky that marlo decided she was gonna sleep until like 8 45 so (laughs) incredible so yeah both my children slept in today too look at that these little angels good times so where would you like to start my friend i think let's start where it starts which is alex and ava plowing into the um er oh we should probably do another trigger warning yes uh we're gonna take a second right here we're gonna pause okay and uh if you hadn't Listen to the last episode. The first thing we do, we start off before our intro is we want to make sure that this this episode has a graphic depiction of uh, a suicide attempt and uh, PTSD relating from some of Meredith's storyline uh, with suicide, conversations <laughs> around suicide. And uh, from this moment forward, uh, we may get into graphic conversations around it, around the mental health and mental stability of uh, suicide attempts and its ripple effects on um, the lives around it. So if you need to take a moment, uh, find a safe space for yourself to listen to the rest of this episode, but we do want to make sure we, we call that out here. So thank you, Kelsey, for bringing that up. Uh, thank you so much for saying it all. Okay. <clears throat> so Alex, at the end of the last episode, we saw that Ava had, they don't show it obviously, but like he, she had was sitting with a knife. Alex leaves the room. Uh, he runs in, there's like blood everywhere. She has slit her wrist with this knife. And um, so it starts with him taking her into the ER. Izzy is there and she's like, what happened? And he says she cut herself. It was an accident. Um, it was obviously not an accident. It is obviously, very upsetting. Yeah. She is so far removed. A- Ava is so far removed. Ava, Rebecca. Sorry, this is very confusing from like herself in the, this entire episode. And I think. I mean, it's hard to say I'm I'm lucky that I don't know anyone who has uh, um, made that attempt on their life and that I know of um, and haven't like been in that mindset. So I can't say like, Oh, this is a good depiction. This is a bad depiction. Like the actress does a good job. And I don't think that this is something that Shonda would have put in lightly. Like, I think it's probably something that they, they really, um, went around about and, and talked through like how they were going to like display it, I guess, depict it. So it's, it's very sad to watch yeah it's like truly like the pits i do know people who have suffered through like really bad depressive episodes and i do feel like on that end i i see some similarities for sure um but yeah it's bad 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things where so I have the unfortunate uh experience uh, experience yes thank you of of having multiple people in my in my life uh, for varying varying closenesses of of myself who have gone through um, depression bouts and and as well as uh, unfortunately successful suicide attempts and when you look at when you look at this episode and we get a little bit of answer we get some answers from Alex right finally we get okay, why is he trying to brush this off? Like, why is he... There's so much regression from him and his mm-hmm. idea of, of who he is as a doctor uh, and a man of science to, it's an accident, it's okay, like, it's all right. And we we get one of those opening scenes here when he's introducing this uh, her back in here. He's against the psych evaluations. He doesn't want the meds. It makes less and less sense but fast forward a little bit and we get this this moment where he says hey like my i i've i've done this before yeah. and i think kelsey correct me if i'm wrong this is the first like we we know that his dad was was a drunk, a drunk. We, right mm-hmm. but this is the first time that we really get uh, any insight to the negative PTSD that's being unearthed for Alex, right? Yeah. Like, and you had predicted that you thought it was something with either his mom or dad. Um, similarly, basically like a similar mental illness situation with his mom and dad. So um, you were right on that one. And um, it is heartbreaking and he does such a good job. Um, with the delivery on this, there's one when he's doing it. Oh my God. It kills me. It like kills me. There's, he says, I've done this before, like so many times. And like on one of them, his voice breaks and like, there's something about a voice break that like will get me more than like a full on sob fest. And I'm just like, it just like rips me apart. And then, cause you know, they're holding it in. They're trying to be strong. And the line, I was a boy then, but I'm a man now. Like, oh, my God. I was like, I am broken. Yeah. Shonda, this has harmed me emotionally. Yeah, that was that was absolutely devastating. Insane. And now was this uh, where it was? That was after this is this is after. uh he calls Izzy a stupid bitch. Yeah. They really like that happens and she leaves. And then the next time she comes back and he's like, I understand that you're concerned, but like, right. it's okay. And I'm like, are we not going to address the, the big, and, like, I think <laughs> that in a way that like kind of tracks, cause there are definitely some people who will like have those outbursts and like, they're not going to necessarily apologize. They're just going to like, act as though they've done nothing wrong, but act like kindly, which is not, not, not the same to apologize. Like you apologize and then act kindly. Um, but yeah, he's just, I think that's like an Alex thing to like not apologize, but just to be like, it's a, he just kind of, it's a new tactic, but he's, I mean, he's scared, you know, he doesn't want to lose her. He really, it kind of seemed like he thought, this time it was going to work out, you know, he was going to have this baby and then there's no baby. And then he's like, well, I can just like get her through this and then we'll still be able to be together and be okay. 
Yeah, it's and he and he keeps referring to this as just a bad patch. Yeah. Right? She you get through the bad patch and it's all going to be okay. It's just a bad patch until it's over. Which is just I think speaks to like the stigma around mental illness and therapy in general cuz like bro that's not a bad patch. Like that's a no. full-blown mental illness depressive episode with attempted suicide. Like that's not a bad patch. That's like, and that Izzy says like, she needs help that you cannot give her, which is not, I think there's also a lot of times people think like, if you have to put someone like in a, like in a treatment facility, like an inpatient um, for mental illnesses, like they feel like they're just abandoning them, which I don't think is the case either. Um, so yeah, it's just very sad. It also, it, it kind of begs that question. And I, and I, I assume that this is like, this is, this is the next little tidbit that we're getting for Alex. And I think see my, my prediction at season five is going to be a big Alex season. Uh, this is kind of opening the floodgates. And I think that I would have to imagine that this particular scene tested very well, like Alex in general has tested well, and they're mm-hmm. going to give us more Alex next season is, what what possibly could he have done that he felt like he was like, did his mom end up dying because of a suicide attempt? Did, was he not able to save her uh, or did she survive the suicide attempt? And he thinks that because his mom did that, anyone can get through it. Right. Like what what does success look like that he's been through that as a young, young boy, Alex couldn't mm-hmm. do. But as an adult man, he can. So I don't know. It just begs a lot of questions. It, it opens up a lot of uh, to his his mental state, and it explains why he was able to brush this off so much in the past. And it's like he he was back to being a kid, and he's no longer Alex the doctor. He's Alex the child taking care of his mom. Yeah, there. I mean, there. I think every adult has something that can trigger, like a be it good or but like trigger doesn't necessarily being a bad word in this like you just get like core memories that will just like come out of nowhere. And like, obviously in this scenario, it's horrendous, but like, I think any adult has certain like, um, things like a core memory that's just going to come out and you don't know what's going to like make you remember it. You'll just be like, Oh my God. Like, I just remembered. Do you, do you remember this? Do you remember skip it? Um, so (laughs) (laughs) I think obviously this one is like worst case scenario for him and obviously like the parallel of Meredith, which we'll get to as well, but it's, it's heartbreaking. But again, to like get more Alex is so interesting when, when you get to make these characters even more layered and and dimensional. And, um, how about that end scene with him and Izzy in the bed? Wow. It was, did you see that coming at all? I I had a little bit of a feeling, but I, what what happened and in the end was more surprising mm-hmm. because i thought it would have been a lot of this raw emotion and they would have actually ended up having sex i'm actually really glad they didn't have sex mm-hmm. because we all have learned from the uh the incredible uh world renowned movie wedding crashers <laughs> that grief is a wild uh roller coaster uh aphrodisiac mm-hmm. right so obviously the, the, like alex is like in this rock bottom mindset right now and he he 
turns to the one thing that he he knows that he believes that he does well and that's it's the sexual part of his life right that's that's his coping mechanism obviously mm-hmm. and Izzy just happened to be there but when he's like please just this one night like just this one time like I'm like well number one this is not good this is not healthy <laughs> yeah. for anyone right for Izzy included then she kisses back but eventually she's like she puts the brakes on, right? And it becomes a hug. I don't know. I feel like it was more him that that kind of pulled away because he was just like couldn't hold. So for me, the way I read this, and this is, I think, um, something that happens in a lot of shows and, and movies when someone is like so sad and they want to, they seek out sex. It's like, there's like, I want to feel literally anything other than this like gut-wrenching sadness that I feel. right? And right. that's like sex is probably going to be both a physical and emotional distraction from that. And so I think that's like, that's pretty typical. So I feel like, and understandably so, um, it, but it feels like it's not going to do that for him. So I feel like he can't, the he, it's not working the way he thought it was, where he isn't like, basically she agrees. And then, but like, he's still like, all of this emotion is like sitting right on the edge and he, he just can't like keep it under anymore, which tracks because there's so much to Alex that we haven't seen because he's keeps his emotions like so close to the chest. So it makes sense. I am also someone who doesn't cry a lot. And when I finally have one thing that sets me off, it feels like it's like all the things that I haven't cried about are in that moment. I feel like people have that for different emotions. Like I think a lot of people do that with anger too, where like you have a, like a lot of little annoying things. And then one thing that like by itself isn't that upsetting, but on top of all the other things you were kind of mad about. So I think it's that way for any emotion, but it's hard, obviously with grief. It's like a whole other, a whole other ball game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you get, you get all of these things start to add up and then you get the scene I think mere moments before that where he says like, I, I called your husband Mm -hmm. and he said he left you and he took the baby two months ago. Yeah. And then you get this reveal that she's had this personality disorder this whole time. And obviously it's exacerbated by the, 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 the fairy, the the fairy, uh, incident, the, uh, the amnesia, the facial reconstruction surgery, like all of those things come together. And now it's just created this gigantic meltdown. Mm -hmm. And then when she apologizes to him, it's like, wow, she great acting first off incredible. But that's, but that's the mindset of someone who's going through this trauma. Like it's obviously not their fault. But yeah. all she is doing is she's apologizing. She says, I wanted, I thought I could be better. I really, really tried, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I wanted to give you all of these things. Mm-hmm. And Alex, it's just, it's not. It's not anyone's fault. No one's fault. No one's fault. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a really just emotionally charged storyline. Yeah. And like tucked in all of this, you've got this, this growth of Izzy learning to Mm -hmm. kind of stand up and she goes to Bailey and you get that kind of like that cool scene with, with the two of them where yeah, that's a great, she's, she's like, and I want your take on this as well, obviously, but she's like, Bailey, can you just do your job? And she's like, uh, I'm literally doing my job. Yeah. Uh, and then she says something is sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, I wish she would have doubled down because Izzy said something to the effect of, I will try to. And I wish she would have doubled down and said, do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But anyways, what was what was your take on that scene? So I love that scene. And I love Bailey's like when she goes through and she was like, I'm doing my job as a surgeon by saving this boy's life. I dropped my son off this morning. Uh, which is my job as a mother. And now I'm asking you what you're going to do about your patient. That's my job as a chief resident, but I almost want her to be like, that's my job as your teacher. Like that's kind of what I wanted in that moment. Um, But she is teaching. And at the end, she even says like each one, teach one. So like, it's just, I, I just love the growth that we, there's so much growth for everyone in this episode. Like the arc, this season is so short and the growth we have seen for essentially every single character is kind of insane and nothing feels rushed. Like we've definitely had episodes before where you're like, what happened that we're now in this spot, but nothing feels rushed other than the clinical trial. Yes. Uh, Which shout out Jade, who sent me a really long email. She works in um, like the research clinical trial field. She sent me a very detailed email that we'll probably have to get into um, either in its own episode or like a Patreon episode because it's very, very detailed and like really interesting, but too long to just mention. Like we have to get into it and like give it its due diligence. And and speaking of Jade, she's our new Patreon subscriber, correct? Oh, yes, yes. Shout Jade, out shout out. I actually, I think I sent you a message on Instagram thanking you for your follow and your support. So let me just double check here. Let me just double check. Because um, I think everyone everyone who is a new follower who follows me and then also you and the podcast, I just go and I'm like, hey, like, thanks. really appreciate you. And let's see. Did I do? Um, yep. Well, sent it on Saturday, Jade. So if you're listening to this, <laughs> check your inbox because I did send you a thank you for following us and i asked you for your feedback on how you're liking the show so far so let us know because we care about you we really do um anyway so yeah back to what i was saying nothing feels rushed which is crazy because in in just 17 episodes they've done so much and we've had so much happen but it all feels like natural even though the the timeline in the world of Grey's anatomy makes no sense to us the way time works is correct um it all feels so natural and and so true and not forced, not rushed. So, and season four, episode one, that's when we correct me if my timeline is correct here. This is the season that Shonda said, I want to burn it all down and start from the beginning. Yes. So from there to here, the Mm -hmm. arcs we've seen, it's incredible. I'm really, I've enjoyed all of this is Meredith and Derek breaking up. Christina getting left at the altar. Izzy and George have just had sex. Callie and George are still together. Gosh, what? Wow. <laughs> like only 17 episodes ago. I forgot, man. I, this yeah. watching this show one episode at a time and mm-hmm. not rewatching anything has been really hard. I forget yeah. so much. Yeah, it's crazy. Gosh. Truly. Um, so yes, the growth is great to see and you you just it makes you excited for like what they're going to give us moving forward especially with these characters that maybe we haven't seen as much from like alex this is the first really like big insight we have for him we're getting more with like george um and izzy is also i read the blog obviously because i like 
it's written by Shonda. I want to know all of her thoughts. Um, and she talked about Izzy, like Izzy's struggle is she always wants to put her friends first. Um, and this is one of those scenarios where putting her friend first also hurts her friend. Um, mm. but it's like, but it's what is best. And then at the yeah. end though, she still gets to be that person that like holds him and, and is there for him and comforts him in like that, that, that kind of way as well. Yeah. I like that. I like that insight from the blog as well too, because you do like, and I even made a note here. There have been a lot of times where Izzy's dumb, oh. right? Like, yes, we, we, we know <laughs> Remember that. Remember that one time <laughs> when she cut, cut Denny's Elved wire and then gets a whole clinic for her, uh, mm. to, to, to his name. Like, I, I would never have said that bitch or bitchy is an adjective used to describe her, right? Like dumb. Yeah. Yes, maybe. But like bitch is unfair because she's yeah. never been someone who's uncaring or heartless, like for any of her friends, especially she mm-hmm. saved a deer. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, dumb, uh, just but dumb, loving. but loving. Yes. So uh, anyways, that's all I got for that. And, and I really do. Do we just want to talk about the end scene with Bailey and Izzy and the end of that arc there too, while we're here? Yeah. Do you have anything else to add with the Alex and Ava situation? Or do you think we hit it all? I think we hit it all. Uh, I will oh. say that it's Sorry. what go. You finish first and then I'll do a tangent. Um, I was just going to say, I really, I'm excited to see what Alex's future is. And I'm finally predicting that this is the last time that we see Rebecca officially. Okay, finally. And her husband never showed back up. Never, never came back. Um, today is four years since we ate the world's most expensive spaghetti. I was just telling that story to someone. Uh, I was telling my, my, my haircut, my haircut lady. Um, yeah, so small sidebar. Four years ago was when the Carmen, myself, my husband, Michael, and his wife, Jessica, were in um, Europe for our belated big honeymoon trip that we all went together because we all wanted to go to Europe but we were like a little nervous to travel like with just two people so we decided to all go together also because we're like we're weirdly obsessed with each other um so not not weirdly not weirdly a normal amount of over obsession with each other over obsession yeah it's a healthy (laughs) over obsession yeah it's normal um so we went to we stayed like within walking distance from the Vatican which was incredible we had a view of the Vatican from our balcony, which is, which is the story from last week. If you hadn't heard, uh, we, so we shared to cut down costs of this trip. We got, uh, a one bedroom, but with two beds and everywhere we went. went. And instead of, which was, uh, not my idea, but instead of turning the lights, but we made it work. Uh, we were originally toying with the idea of turning the lights off and then being silent in the same room and just doing the things that we needed doing to honeymoon things, honeymoon things. But we uh, had to work out a schedule instead. Yeah. Sex. We're talking about sex. We're destigmatizing <laughs> sex here. Loveshoptoys.com. Gray's Academy 20. And so we said, well, we have this balcony and the weather was perfect. Like it was um, wonderful. 75 or so, like with a cool breeze, it was perfect. So yeah, we we took turns going out to the balcony and uh or did was it just Jessica and I or you no, and Michael? You guys and, went out to the balcony. Yeah. So we, we were, were in the balcony. We were, yeah, because you, you were didn't you were in the bed. Your turn for an in-room experience. 
Yeah, so we uh, we made sweet, sweet marital bonded love uh, in the eyes of the Lord, looking at the Vatican uh, wall uh, while while having sex on the third floor balcony of this hotel in Rome. So, anyways, the next day we went to the Vatican and we were, like, we're hungry, <laughs> <laughs> and we like so stupid, so touristy, went like across the street literally across the street to the front door of the vatican there's a little restaurant so we were like we'll eat here this looks good and let me say it was fucking good it was it was great great but there were no prices on the menu or on anything and we were like that must just be european they don't tell you the price of stuff so then we get the bill and like every plate of spaghetti we had was like forty (laughs) dollars Yeah, it was easily the most expensive meal we had on that whole trip. (laughs) It was a great meal, and we all ate very, very well, but we learned to to not go to the place right across from the major tourist attraction and also to, like, ask ahead of time about pricing. Yeah, that was the big takeaway, is ask (laughs) for prices. Can we see the pricing menu? Can we see the non-tourist blacked-out menu? We need to see these prices. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh, what a story. I actually I would love to go back there and and partake in those those beautiful seafood and like baked good shops that we would just walk by all the time in those oh, alleys. Yeah. yeah, those were that was so cool. Like walking through anyways, this is an off-air conversation. We found another place just in like a square that we actually went to multiple times that had reasonably priced delicious food. Yeah. It wasn't a tourist trap. Yeah. And remember when anyways, we saw so we saw Endgame? In Rome, not we Paris. We did see Endgame in Rome, and it was in English, but it did have Italian subtitles on it. And I, which I still was, I love that a lot. I was very distraught in that movie. Yeah, that was that was a great time. It was. So. It really. Was. And we almost died. The, the Uber situation there. Oh my god! Man, this guy was flying down these cobblestone roads. First of all, we wild. get in, and he's like, "Do you guys mind if I talk on the phone?" And we're like, "No, I guess we don't care." Um. And I was in the front seat and they were all in the back seat and I was like watching the speedometer, but like, it's confusing because it's kilometers, not miles. So like it, it'll say like 120 and I'm like, I'm going to die. But that's like a normal miles per hour situation. It's just not what I am used to. It was also more it was more stressful for all of us like there was an added layer of stress for all of that because you were pr- freshly pregnant and <laughs> yeah, we're like exactly. you need to like, sit in the front is, yeah, the front seat like, for the safety here so so you so you have the seatbelt because you're a pregnant person and i was like that is true i am a pregnant person so but it was fun yeah it was fun we'll trip. have to have a very in-depth talk about it maybe we'll get those other people on too maybe. those ones that we married <laughs> if they if they earned it so our yeah spouses. i feel good <laughs> i feel good with our conversation about alex and alex and uh, ava and ava rebecca and izzy and um and then again we'll fast forward we'll talk about this end scene before we move yes. on it's uh you get this moment where bailey's like you get the keys like mm-hmm. this she's is been it. talking about i've seen the bigger picture and she that's finally make bringing back together and making sense what she was talking about and what she was talking about was having you can't have everything and have it well i guess is the moral of this story you can't have the things that you want but like what is it 
um, jack of all trades, but master of none. Yeah. Right. Like you want to, you want to be great. You don't want to spread yourself too thin and, and be like losing, especially when a, your job in, involves people's lives and B like your family and like raising a child and stuff. So it's also, you get multiple storylines where I think if you go back to epi- to, to season one, you uh-huh. have Weber telling Burke, I want you to be my guy because you know that you can't have it all. You, you have, have to, nothing. You, you, have, you have nothing. You only get the hospital. Right. And then we get this, this kind of three-pronged attack where Bailey makes the choice and she says, I can have everything that I want, but I need to make the choice. Right? Yeah. I love this clinic, but so mm-hmm. will Izzy. Mm-hmm. because I need to be there for my family. Yeah. And she's not going to give up surgery. Like she doesn't love it more than she loves surgery. Right. And I think when she's like started the clinic, she was like, I need something else. And I think she got that from the clinic. Yeah. I would say that everything that the clinic needed to do for her mental state in that time we've seen happen. It's, it's final form of what it's done for her was say, you needed this clinic to show you that you don't need this clinic. And I think that that's just really powerful. And then Izzy, obviously, uh, she's not going to be gone from the show anytime soon because she just got the keys to the clinic here. Unless season five, episode one, it's just, and Izzy and Derek both died in a car crash. They hit each other with their cars. And they <laughs> die. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. So, so. Uh, it's, it's good. is a good ending to the episode. And, um, I really like how and they, how they wrapped up the that full story circle line. of it being, you know, the Denny Duquette clinic and, um, you know, Izzy being the one that gets it and Izzy, you know, funded it obviously. So yeah, I like the full circle of it all. Agreed. So what's next? Where do you want to take this next? Are you taking a quick picture? Um, yes, I was going to. I'll take a picture. Um, well, why don't you tell me what you want to do and then we'll take a picture. I will tell you what I want to do and it will be, oh no, George and Lexi. Let's do George and Lexi. Oh man. I really like this storyline and also they kissed. So I'm right. I'm incredible. I think well, all of my predictions prediction came true. Sex and they did not. But kissing is step one to sex. But it's not sex, which you also predicted Callie and Erica would have sex and Callie and Erica and Mark would have sex. So. All of those things still can come true. Yeah, but you predicted it in this episode. <laughs> I think we're led to believe that all of those things happen. So I'm going to take the win. You, you think that they had a threesome. Okay, we'll get to this. Thing. Well, let's start with George <laughs> and Lexi. Uh, okay, first thing is, so we get we get a couple of really good scenes in the beginning uh, of their interactions where it's picking up from her telling George one point. One point was all that separates him from being a resident and not an intern, which would mm-hmm. mess with anyone's head. But then you get this interesting storyline where George tells Lexi, like you didn't do this for me. Don't, yeah, don't act do like you did favor. this for me. Yeah. You did this because you needed to say it out loud. Like there's something selfish going on here for whatever reason it is. And like, I'm not holding that against you. I get it. But like, you didn't need to tell me, just don't convince yourself that you did it for me. Well, I mean, I think she does think that she did him a favor. 
Right, but that's what I, I feel like there's a but subconscious. I don't she's think do- that, What? I don't think there's ulterior motive. I think she's just like, if I tell him, he'll like be happy that to know that. I I read into it a little bit more of like she. There's something that we don't know about her yet. There's still a, a piece of the healing process or something from her her childhood that we're we haven't learned yet that explains why she felt like she needed to share all of the information. She talks about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> she says that apparently Alex wrote a story about his grades being low because he dealt with testicular cancer. And then she says, I've, I've seen him naked. He's got two, two mandarines, two, two mandarines, a two, two pouch potatoes. That's what Mandarins. she says. And I think Mandarins. she says mandarines. That's not like a tangerines, word. but with the M I know it's not a word. I thought that's what she said though. She doesn't say Mandarin. She says like mandarines. Oh, that like, would make like sense because tangerines, yeah, mandarines. Yeah, Funny, I missed that. Funny. She may have said mandarins. We'll need to go back and watch that. But I, I, yeah. I'm like 99 sure she said mandarines. Yeah, that would be a funny play on the word. Yeah. So potatoes is also funny. Yeah. Um, he forgot he had sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, but we so, also get. Yeah, we we also get the this this reveal that like everyone got letters of recommendation, but George was on a whole other level, mm-hmm. which tracks because I think George's strong suit has always been the patient connection. Um, so it makes sense that that's and like the people to people connection, other than the whole Meredith situation, <laughs> right? Where he just forgot how to be a human for like um, a whole yeah. season and a half. George, looking back on it, I'm very like George's very incel and I don't love it. Um, but I love the arc and, and where they're setting him up to go. And it's so much better. Like watching it this way, like with such a critical eye now, it's like, thank God that we've left that George behind. Yeah. But I would definitely classify, like, especially season one, George, as, like, peak incel. Like, that's gross. Yeah. Um, I actually, I got to tell you, George, George is good. George is, like, mm-hmm. not my least favorite character on the show anymore. I wouldn't say he's my favorite. But no. he's he's coming into his own. And he's acting more like a mature, well-rounded thoughtful person as opposed to this mm-hmm. i'm gonna obsess over this woman who i met for five seconds for two seasons mm-hmm. um and so yes the george and lexi kiss you think do you think there was anything romantic in it intentionally yes because they're gonna have sex romantic sex so you think George wasn't just celebrating. You think he was like, I'm going to go kiss Lexi. Yeah. I think that it was, well, there's a combination of things because right before that we, we get the, the scene where George tells Weber, like, I, I am meant for more than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause Weber, he, he, what was he? He was monitoring Andrew's Andrew. vitals all night. Right. Mm-hmm. And Weber comes in, gives him this attaboy, good job, and then leaves. And he goes, yeah, I fucking know, dude. Like, I I saw you give everyone in this fucking hospital second chances. <laughs> yeah. 
Izzy killed a guy. Okay, she didn't kill him. Izzy caused a ripple effect a in things. which a guy died. Uh, everyone, everyone's done something. Meredith and everyone literally got to take the test again. Yeah. And Izzy had no consequences. I mean, that's not true. She, she had minimal consequences. Christina had the whole thing with Burke and lying about his hand. I mean, it's like, it's a very fair point that he makes when he's like, um, you've given everyone else second chances. And I, I like that he doesn't say anything about one point. Like he, he keeps it super vague. He's just like, yeah. I know I'm destined for great stuff. This work is below me. I deserve a second chance. And then Weber's like, okay. Yeah. Also, he's like, he says it's, he says it's not a good job for me. Like when Weber's like, oh, good job. He's like, it's not a good job for me. Like you can be doing well at what you're doing, but that doesn't mean it's a good job. I don't know if that makes no, sense. No, that makes, yeah, like, for oh, sure. It's interesting. Like the way that he phrased it. But you can, he made a good point too. Like as much as George, the character in the personal aspect is really fucking annoying up until the point of the intern exam. He wasn't lagging in the doctoring part. He was really like on the same page as everyone else. Like, yeah, he had the first episode where he like was the 007, whatever, but like license to kill the, real, the, the reality of it is probably the majority of a first day intern would have had a similar result in that surgery. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and looking I had to really kind of take a couple of minutes to think and and remove my George bias from the equation. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't a ter- he wasn't a terrible doctor. He wasn't a terrible surgeon. He just was kind of like a quirky made bad decisions and he led he led his life very emotionally. Mm-hmm. He would let things get to him, but also like his dad died. Yeah. When Meredith's mom died, everyone stopped what they were doing, but George's dad died and they nothing happens. So yeah. yeah, it made sense. And I'm really excited to see now if he fails again, like George, <laughs> you're irredeemable. That's it. <laughs> Unredeemable, irredeemable. You he cannot be redeemed. Um, but yeah, that was a good arc. Um, the, the reveal of Christina being dyslexic is a lot for me. It just feels like it would have come up. Wait, Christina's dyslexic. Did I miss that part? Is in her file. That's what's in her file. I must've missed that part because I was focusing on the letters of recommendation. So, so Christina's dyslexic. Yeah. Okay. I missed that part. It's when they're in the office, like putting everything back and, um, Christina's dyslexic. Izzy went to school at night and it took her six years to graduate. And then Alex lied about having the testicular cancer. Okay. So the only one that I missed on that was Christina was dyslexic because I did catch the, the night school thing, the six years and the testicular cancer one. Did you hear that Christina has like, she went to college and med school, but she also has a PhD, which is different than a doctorate. I, so she has that. all the, she's, I'm like, okay, she's a genius. <laughs> like yeah. there's not like, and not in like, oh wow, she's a genius. Like she's like, has to be like certifiably a genius. And I'm like, we'll just blow right past that. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm insane. glad you called that out because I, I missed that. I did. I missed that. So she has her doctor. So she has her doctorate and a PhD. Because mm-hmm. you have to have a doctorate to be an MD. But, but she doesn't need the, the PhD. That's like an extra thing. Man, that is impressive. A yeah. dyslexic PhD. And I do wonder um, if there's like different levels of dyslexia. Like there's the kind I feel like that comes to mind when everyone says dyslexia, where like you like numbers and, and letters are jumbled up in front of you. Um, but I wonder if there's varying degrees and varying ways that that presents itself. I would have yeah. no idea. If you are listening and you are dyslexic, go to grazeacademypod at gmail.com. Are you a doctor? Are you Christina Yang? Or are you Sandra O? Oh? If you are, email us. And Please. We'll, we'll, we'll bring in the show. show. Would love to have you. I would die. Gupta. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, it was a sexual kiss. They're gonna, they're, there was a lot of tension. I think they're, so they're going to be lovers. Just to clarify, you th- I understand that Lexi had like a sexual attraction reaction to it. But you think George was intentionally kissing her for sexual reasons, not for just like, woohoo, I, the reason this happened and I'm happy about it. Yeah. I, here, here's my thing, though. I don't – I can't imagine a world – that exists, and I've also never ever done this, where I have kissed someone on the lips with enjoyment, with like excitedness, and not be in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Like I've never once thought I need that'd be like uh, I I just got this uh, gigantic promotion, or I just won the lottery, so I'm gonna kiss you on the lips. Like that's not I no, just that would I have be weird. That would be weird. And I'm not saying well, that Lexi definitely and, do it. I, I get it. I just, I have a hard time relating to it and understanding yeah. the, the yeah, thought yeah, process. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, mouth, it's like, mouth kisses are sexual kisses in, in some way. I don't know. Who's, who knows? Well, I know. Well, yeah, you know, but I mean, do you think it's weird when like a, a kid kisses their parents on the mouth when they're like uh, little kids? No, because it's adorable, and I don't want Marlo to ever stop giving me her gross little snot-filled kisses. Yeah. Also, she doesn't, like, she doesn't make, like, a puckering face. She'll just, like, slightly open her mouth and go, like, (laughs) she just slightly opens her mouth, and that's her kiss. I love her. My sister, when she was little, because, like, you make a kissy noise to, like, get babies to kiss. Yeah. So when she was little, she would go, ma. So we called them ma kisses. (laughs) Because that's what she, how she would like give kisses. She would go up to your face and go, ma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marlo's is completely silent. It just comes up to you and she just like crashes her mouth into you. And that's it. Uh, and it's usually snot filled because her nose is always runny. I love her. Yeah, she's the best. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it on George and Lexi. I mean, did you want to? Lexi has the big speech about the letters of recommendation and then George has the big speech to Weber and then at the end he goes home and he's like I'm gonna take the test and they have the kiss I think that's like we touched on all of it I think yeah there was only only, sorry go ahead no no you go ahead you go ahead I feel like there was one part of his speech to Weber where I didn't like I really was like because he was pretty even keeled about the whole thing and then at one point he's like 
he like puts a little bit of blame onto Richard, which I didn't care for. But I think the rest of it, I was like, you know, this is valid. What was the point that you thought that he was blaming Weber for? Because I, I may have either I'm not remembering it or I didn't, I didn't get that write vibe. The whole thing out. Let me see if I can find it. You can say what you were going to say. Well, if if you can't find it, it's okay. But the only other thing I was going to say is I actually really, I really liked Lexi's speech in this moment and her mm-hmm. her monologue that she had there, where she's like, "Yeah, like you know." Uh, George or uh, Alex had this many. Meredith had this many. Mm-hmm. Izzy had this. Christina had this. But you had this, and you it wasn't 14. these uh, just generic. Christina is an excellent blah blah blah. Like she said, I what was the quote? I was honored to read these mm-hmm. recommendation letters. Like it was my honor to read those, and I'm like, it must have been very impressive letters of recommendation. Mm-hmm. To feel that sense of pride while reading it about someone else. Granted, they are friends, and I get it. And she has a sexual love, romantic attraction to him, and they are going to have sex. But it's different, you know? So yeah, that was all I was going to say in that with with uh, with that Lexi conversation. But overall, really great acting episode for her. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely great. I love the what's what separates you isn't just one point. It's... Um, it's greatness. Yeah. That's oh, dope. That's dope to that. dope to hear and say. Yeah. Uh, did you have that part there or do you want to move on? Um, no, I have it. It's just like right. Right. Come on now, internet. Maybe it's not here. Sorry. I guess it's not here, guys. It's okay. It's fine. It'll just be a mystery forever. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was good, so good Georging, good Georging this episode. Yes. So what, uh, what's next? What topic do we want to shift to here? We could talk about Christina and Lexi while we're at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's cover Christina and her, her arc. It was so. Nice. She's we, got her mojo back. She's got her mojo back. So it happens where th- the thing that kicks it off is she's in this surgery for Andrew, which we, I guess we could backpedal a little bit once we talk about this. Because, man, what a what a fucking journey this kid's gone on this episode. Mm-hmm. But something happens with some sort of clot in his heart, right? And Weber's like, Paige, Paige Han. And Christina's like, I, I could do this. I've yeah. done this. I've done this before mm-hmm. under Burke. I could do this. Yeah. And he's like, all right, go for it. Shoot your shot. You're flying solo kid. Yep. We love it. We love the support. And she, and we're led to believe that she succeeds. Well, yeah. Cause because he's not dead. He, he's not dead, <laughs> but there's no, like, you don't see her do it. It's Han comes in Han's pissed. And she's like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And Weber's like, yo, I made the choice. So shut up. And Mm -hmm. she does it. Yeah. So you are the Christina gigantic fan here. I am. What was going through your head and what was your thoughts on this overall culmination of scenes? It's just nice to finally see her get like 
she has the right before this happens she like answers the question and she's like right chief and he's like yeah very good like good job and you just like see like her face change because like that's all she wants yeah that's all she wants um and <clears throat> excuse me and then you know they, cr- they crash and she's like i can do it and she i mean she's not like oh i think i can do it she's like I can do it. This is how I will do it. This is like, this is what's happening. I can get in here when it retracts. I can do this. It's going to take too much time to put him on bypass. Like he doesn't have that kind of time. They kind of pause and, and think it through. And Bailey's like, I promised him he was going to live. And Weber's like, all right, you can do it. Like we're here if you need us. And so she goes in, she's doing it. Han comes in immediately living. All pissy. Yeah. She's like, Oh, you just thought you'd let her do it. And Weber goes, she's kind of a cardiac savant, if you haven't noticed. Like, get out of your ass. Yeah. Um, And that was actually a really cool moment for Weber because he was like, real recognize real Han. Come on. And we kind of, I don't think we touched on it last episode, but we kind of see him, Weber, seeing Han treat Christina like shit throughout the episode. Um, So he's kind of like noticing like um what's going on here and so uh yeah uh so han comes in and she's like just move i'll do it and christina's like shut up and let me work which like good for her yeah shut up this is a person's life like now's not the time to be like ugh, you're so annoying let me prove that i'm better than you well, you have um, you have this moment when she does come in and she's like, well, why would you go through this this side and go through the fifth wall instead of the fourth or you're in the fourth wall instead of the fifth wall? And she's like, yeah, I went through the fourth wall because this blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I couldn't get in through the fifth and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like she's not just winging it. She's yeah. explaining her process and clearly she knows what she's doing. First day intern. <laughs> right. This isn't her first time seeing a heart. And yeah. we also, I feel like this was the culmination of a couple moments or a couple episodes back when she's like, I literally did Burke surgeries. Yeah. I was his hands. And now I'm a ghost. And now I'm a ghost. Now she's not Burke's hands. She's Christina's hands. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, finally. Um, but I think it makes sense. Like it was going to have to be something like this for her to get back to the Christina we know and love. Um, like it was going to have to be her flying solo doing these surgeries that she loves and is good at to get back to that place of confidence after he won the Harper Avery and after everything with Han was like going on and on and on. And then we get the, yeah, it was really great. I really enjoyed this episode with Christina. And then you get the end where she pages and actually this was really a funny plot twist because she yeah. pages Lexi and says, hey, get me that banana from my locker. And she's yeah, just she's sitting like, there. Oh. <laughs> like, And I'm like, damn, Christina is so drunk on power that she's going to page someone to get her a banana. And of course, it's fucking poor Lexi. Yeah. And then she says, you're going to learn a running stitch whip. Whip stitch. Whip stitch. Stitch whip. Whip stitch. Stitch whip. Whip stitch. It's, it's running whip stitch. I promise. I believe it. I believe you running whip stitch. Yeah. And that was cool. That was a cool moment. Yeah. I like it. And, um, Lexi like tries to thank her and she's just like, "Uh uh-huh. Which is like back to her. Like she doesn't want to talk about, you know, feelings. She just wants to like do the teaching. 
Um, but I also love Weber backing her, like going to Han and being like, what the, like you should be celebrating because it means you're doing a good job as a teacher. And if you want to keep working here, you're going to need to be better at teaching. And then the reveal that Christina is actually like right behind them. Yeah. And he, he uses the metaphor. He said, these, these residents are like puppies. You gotta yeah. do all this stuff. You gotta, you gotta talk nice to them. You gotta give them a chance to mm-hmm. go out and poop in the yard and do their training, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Shit yeah. He says, and then he's like, he gives her the, the good job. And she's like, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Of course, sir. I will, sir. Yeah. And then he's like, fucking puppies and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Weber's so funny. He is funny. Um, again, I think it just speaks to the Shonda writing when it's like little things that don't need to be funny, but it adds again when they are. It's like she created the show or something. It's like she's the queen of primetime. <laughs> Truly. Now, um, do we want to talk about, do we want to change topics or you want to go do something else? Or is there anything else you want to add on the Christina Well, story first line? we should probably take a small break. Ah, that's what I was going to say. Look at us. Okay. Uh, All right, everyone. We will be hearing a couple of words from our regional sponsors, and we will be back in just a few short seconds. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. And we are back. Hello. Here we are. Um, normally here guys, we do Shondaland, but it's the same as last week. So no Shondaland. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Carmen, you do you want to sing the song or no? Nope. Nope. I don't. Oh, wow. They have to earn it. Wow. The actors have to see. earn it. Shonda has to earn it. Oh, Shonda has earned a lot. Well, yeah, she's the highest true. paid showrunner on television. Incredible. Um, but we are still living in Shondaland, but we're not, oh, yes. you know, it's <clears> not, it's not the theme song. Live, love. Laugh in Shondaland. Live, love, Shonda. Live, love, land. Live, love, Shondaland. Uh, anyways, <laughs> okay. So, um, what, what, what next? So we've talked let's about do Andrew. Let's do. Let's Andrew. do Andrew. There we go. And then we'll go to the clinical trial and Derek and Meredith. He doesn't and die. He lives. Did I predict that wrong? Did I say he was going to live? No, you said he was going to die. Oh, okay. Uh, you said so, that they weren't going to be able to do the catheter in time and his bladder was going to be exploding and then he was going to die. <laughs> did I say that? Yeah, you did say that. Ooh, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> let me just start by saying, and then you, you kick us off and you give us like the recap of this and everything, but Lola, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. This is such a, like, and I got to tell you, like, assuming that she is also 19 or above, she's hot. She's very attractive. Very pretty. Yeah. 
If she is under the age of 18, I have no thoughts on her whatsoever. But let me just tell you, I have no idea, like, what what possibly could be the backstory that she doesn't want to be seen liking this guy. And also, why did they not kick those boys out of the hospital? They're bringing yeah, nothing like, here. I don't understand when they're, when she's like, you don't know what it would be like for him. I'm like, okay, are you in high school? Because where are your parents? If you're in high school, where are the adults? And if you're not in high school, don't care about this anymore. Yeah. Because when you're and, in college, you see people for like uh, five minutes and then never again. And what what possibly are they going to kill him? <laughs> if if you say that you like this guy, does he get a bullet in his brain? I don't understand. Do you, okay. I think you're underestimating how shitty bullies can be. I'm not underestimating shitty. it, but it does make it feel like the way that she's saying is more life and death than it actually is. Because, again, we've talked about this before. In high school, you think everything matters. And so you things like that feel like life and death, even though they simply aren't. I understand. Yeah. But they're not in high school. But we don't know that. They might be. They might be on, like, the tail end of senior year. Got it. Okay. They think they're right. hot shit. How old were you when you graduated? 17, I think. Yeah, same. But some people might be 19. Um, well, yeah, if they were. Idiots, excuse me, podcast. Okay, bird. no, if your birthday is late. Super seniors. No, if your birthday is late. <laughs> I thought you could, I thought 18. I, I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. I have no idea of whatever this is. You're not an idiot if you graduate at 19. You're also not an idiot if you graduate at 17. Just graduate and everything's great. at all, yeah. And if you don't, get your GED and everything's okay. Do whatever you want. Carmen's an idiot. <laughs> It's he true. Have a GED. He graduated nope. high school. I did graduate high school. Barely. Almost didn't though. Almost didn't. <laughs> you tried not to. I tried real hard not to. <laughs> but the universe we were proud said of you for accomplishing that. Thank you. Thank you. The whole world had my back apparently. Mhm. Things just work out for you sometimes. Um and so yeah, anyways, it's just one of those things and Cal I like Callie when she's like you're going to hate yourself later and you'll be right. You should. You should feel like trash fucking garbage yeah she did not hold back and i love it yeah um and then i mean lola is straight up like yeah i like him but like i can't be like i can't help him it will hurt him if i'm with him um and again i understand where you're saying like yes it is wildly dramatic but like that's what being a teenager is gosh you know we have to raise kids in this world right oh so annoying I'm going to I'm just going to sit them down and be like, I love you and nothing matters <laughs> except for this, except that I love you. Anything yeah, else? Nothing, it does nothing not matter. That happens to you matters like it's important and it's going to feel like it matters. But in like three months, it's not going to matter. <laughs> also, if you have any questions about will it matter or won't it matter? Just ask me and I will tell you it, <laughs> it won't, won't matter, matter. <laughs> unless you're doing something really shitty to other people. And then it matters a lot. Yeah, and also you're causing it to fuck everyone else's life up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I wrote, what did I write about? Like the end when Lola comes in and kisses him. I'm like, I honestly don't know how I feel about that. I think that, the, here, this is the exact quote that I wrote. Lola, why the hell are you kissing him like you care? I don't get this shit, was my exact quote. It makes no sense. She's just finally deciding that, like, 
being honest with herself about how like her feelings matters more than the opinions of those absolute asshat pieces of shit human beings that she came in with. Yeah. Well, and then we get this, uh, after we get this scene with Lola where she's like, I can't help him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So fucking dumb. Uh, then we get this scene of where Andrew's like, I, we, it could have almost been a kiss. It could have been like an almost like we had a, we had a thing. And then he says, my whole life is about kissing her. Kill me. Kill me now. And then they even say it at the end. Bailey and Kelly are just sitting there going, his whole life has been leading up to this point. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the drama of being a teenager and like, just like putting so much weight on things that just don't matter. I'm trying really hard to be empathetic, but I'm not doing a good job. I would love to have gotten like backstories of like they grew up together. They've been like childhood friends and that's how this like all came about. But like, they're not going to give us that backstory, which is fine. But that's what I imagine. Yeah. Like it was girl next door or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he one time worked at a bakery and she lived in district 12 and she was in a a rainstorm (laughs) and he, and he threw a piece of bread out to her when he, his mom said to go feed the pigs and he threw her a loaf of bread and that loaf of bread saved her life. And then she volunteered to as tribute to protect her sister as something like that. I don't know. Could that could have happened before the cement piece? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And yes, Um, I did recently watch hunger games. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it was just at the, at the end I was like, there's not enough for me to be like, I forgive you for being garbage. Like, I'm glad that he's alive and I'm glad that he's happy and I'm glad that she has pulled her head out of her ass, but I want to see more about it. Yeah, I agree. Now with him though, from like the medical side of things. Fun to watch. Fun to watch. They, they have this point where they're like, all right, so here's the deal. You're about to die. But it's okay. Well, I love. Well, he goes. He goes. Oh, good. The hard part's over because they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna take the last block of cement off. He's like, cool. The hard part's over, and like no one says anything, and they're like yeah. getting all this crazy intense stuff ready. And he's like, is the hard part over? <laughs> and Bailey's like, um, so like what might happen is you might die, but don't worry, because we're just gonna do our best for you to not die. Oh, by the way, if you see the warm, bright, yes. shining light, don't walk don't, towards don't it. Don't do it. I can't. <sighs> Again, wasted so opportunity much. to say something about like uh, some sort of Star Wars reference. I don't know. Yeah. But it it uh, we get this scene. All the toxins that like have been compressed for so long are about to just flood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they take it off, and then Weber just calmly goes, and there he goes. And he's dead. <laughs> that was just so, like, I had to watch that a couple times. It was just so funny <laughs> to me. He just was like, there he goes. He yeah, is dead. Just, we we saw this coming. really roll all the way back in his head. Yeah. Um, Good acting. Good acting, Andrew. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They luckily are able to save him. Like, they're doing a lot of work. Um they spend most of the episode obviously doing that. Oh, they also have the little part where they like are working on him and um Mark and Callie are out in the the side 
part and he's like oh we've been on our feet for nine hours so we're supposed to be resting which is crazy because that's before they even get to the surgery yeah so well then we also in that scene that's when callie's like yeah uh this kid was seconds from death for nine hours straight and i was turned on the whole time yeah and then he, she, you know, we get a little, we, this is actually a good scene for a good episode for Mark because Callie's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, your dirty talk got in my head, blah, blah, blah. And then Mark is like, mm, that's not what it was. Me thinks it's the content of the dirty <laughs> yeah. talk, not the fact that the dirty talk happened. Yeah. Um, which we yeah, then let's just talk about true. the Erica Han, Callie, Mark thing since we're here, since they're all working on Andrew, because there's also yeah. like, when they're, you know, they're reaching over each other and like seeing each other. And there's just obviously like chemistry abound between the two of them. Um, I did read in the blog that Shonda said when they decided to have this whole Callie and Erica thing, they, um, they brought in, they had a meeting with glad, um, which is gay and lesbian. And, Alliance against defamation. I think I looked it up and that's what it was. Um, so like they're a huge like ally group towards the LGBTQ community and they've been around for a long time and they focus a lot on, um, like the just like advancement of that community. And like now it's like this huge group and they do, they even have like awards, uh, award ceremonies where they give, they recognize like, celebrities and people who've done like a lot of uh work with them and i know daniel radcliffe does a lot of work with them and anyway so they brought them in i believe sarah ramirez has been doing a lot of work with with them for a long long time as well which is the actor who plays callie yes so uh they brought in shonda brought representatives from glad in to talk about how to portray this shift um as like adults who have only previously been in straight relationships and how to like put in that um, relationship of the two of them together without like overdoing it or making it not believable or they just wanted to like make sure they gave it its respect as a moment to portray on television which again 2008 is a pretty big deal that they were having like a full-on lesbian relationship on on this I guess it's not really a relationship. It's, it's kissing, but it's like the lead up to it is like multiple episodes. They've already had a kiss. Um, so I just thought it was really cool that she wanted to, to make sure that she was doing it justice, um, by bringing in like an advocacy group. Yeah. I did not know that. That's really awesome. That's an awesome yeah. call out. Yeah. Shonda's and it's great about representation, which she we do doesn't love. know. She's gonna, she's gonna make sure there's someone in the room who, who does know so that she can do it justice. So the, the lead up to it, and I'll, I'll call out Mark for this because this is a really, whether or not he's actually turned over a new leaf, you see a sep- a separate side of him mm-hmm. where it's, and we get, we get glimpses of this with Derek, but this is truly Mark the friend, right? Yeah. And he, he's calling Callie out. He's like, no, no, it it wasn't my dirty talk. It was, it was whom the dirty talk is about. And that's fine. And then he goes, he says this kind of like small line, but he goes, I wish I was all that someone thought about. Yeah. 
And I think that really resonated with, with Callie because then you get this end scene where she walks up and Mark's like, go do your thing, girl. Like fly, fly little birdie. Yeah. And she walks up to her and she's like, ah, my fucking keys. I can't find my keys. Yeah. She's like, I'm trying to say something. Yeah. And And then there it is. Making out with you. What I'm trying to say is this kiss, Mm -hmm. you know, this kiss, this kiss. Yes. That was literally, as I said it, I was like, I, what are the words? Because I want to say it's centripetal motion. Eh, It's perpetual bliss. Ah. Is that Faith Hill? Um, or Leanne Rhymes. Uh, uh, I believe it's Faith Hill. I think so. I'm hold on. I need to look this up. I'm like 99% <laughs> sure. This kiss song. Okay, what the fuck? Carly Rae Jepsen, get out of here. Faith everyone Hill. Everyone is screaming at us in the Faith phone. Hill. Um so yeah. Uh it's a good and I don't to your point about Mark like turning over a new leaf. I don't know that it's necessarily a new leaf, but it's growth, which I feel like is the the theme of season four growth. Um, and it's whether like, yeah, you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and cause I feel like there's a difference between being an entirely different person and then just being the best version of yourself. And we've talked about that yeah. on the show before. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a good arc for him and it makes again, more dimensional. And that we, I like the relationship between him and Callie being like, it's it's like honest to God friends with benefits, like more than yeah. any I feel like show has ever been successfully able to do, because at no point do you sit around and think like, oh, they're like in love. They should be together. Like, it's so purely just like about the sexual attraction, which I think is a good way to get her to the Han thing because of like the parallel with um like she feels the sexual attraction, but it's different than what she has with Mark. So there's just more to it. So the, the, the fact that Mark is the person to like get her there. I really like, and like from a friendship perspective, he straight up is like, it's okay. And I think it's not just, he's not just saying like, Oh, it's okay that you're not thinking about me. I think he's saying like, it's okay that you are attracted to a woman. Because, you know, up until this point, she's tried to make it very clear, like, oh, I only like men. Like, I like penis. I like having sex with people who are men, all this stuff. So I think she's in a way like really needs this validation of it's okay that you're feeling something new sexually. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And like, you know, I think that I have to assume there are a lot of people that would resonate with not realizing that until later in your adult life, especially if you're pursuing something as like demanding a career where you're really just like so focused all the time on like learning and school and all this stuff for, for, um, for what like it takes to become a doctor. I just think it would track that if, if that's not your focus, you're not necessarily like taking the time to like explore that aspect. Cause it's not your priority. Well, it's also interesting to see in my perspective, all of this arc, because you know, we don't even really get any kind of inclination until we get the, the budding friendship of, of her, of Callie and Han. Mm-hmm. When we, again, we started out this season with George and Callie being married. Yeah. Ha- trying to have a baby. 
Yeah. And it yeah. took that special someone and a guy named Carmen who called it out right away and said they're gonna you they're didn't gonna call get it together out right away, but you right did call away. it out quickly. I I called it out. the second there was there no, was a friendship there. I called it out. No, it was the second that Christi- that she said to Christina, "Stop calling her Han. Her name is Erica." I was like, "Yeah, there. This is this is spicy." <laughs> so, anyways, love it. Really a big fan. Everything coming together. Great acting, five out of five, perfect score, ten out of ten would recommend. Yeah. Um was there anything else on okay. Well, let's just do all the predictions at the end of this episode. Okay. Um so we Derek need to talk about Beth too. Meredith and Beth and Rose. What a tangled web this is. Oh, poor Beth. That was also one of the first things that we started with this episode was Beth being like, I want the surgery. And basically her parents are like, well, you just want to die. And she's like, I'm literally going to die. And like, she does the whole, like, I'm not finished. Um, Jeremy would be so mad at me if I just gave up because he died, which is, I think that's accurate based on the, what we see from their relationship in the previous episode. And her parents are like, I don't want to lose you. And it's very sad. And I can't imagine, like, I understand both sides of it, like wanting to take the risk to get longer, but also be like, if you do nothing, it's for sure going to happen. If you do this thing, it might happen. Like it, I don't know. It's just terrifying. I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Well, it's also, it's a weird conversation dynamic because the parents are trying to gaslight her and say, you just want to die because Jeremy died. And she's like, I shut, shut the fuck up. First off. And then you have this Meredith interaction where she's like trying to convince her to do it. She's kind of trying to convince Derek to do it. And Derek is like, no, Derek is big mad. He's big pissed off in this. And then Beth is like, Hey, fuck your 0% success rate. I'm doing this. And they, and they do it. And then they fight. Obviously Derek is like, after this, we're done. We're done. We're done. They were wrong. Oh yeah. We've, we kill things together. Yeah, for we've sport. Killed, we're killing for sport. We've killed 12 people, and now because of you, I will kill a 13th. After we are done with this clinical trial, we are done. I don't want to see you. I don't want to work with you. I don't want to talk with you. We're done. Like, holy shit. That is aggressive. So aggressive. It's not her fault that these people are dying. It's your guys' fault for rushing this clinical trial in one episode. (laughs) But he does say, uh, which I also like, he's like, I'm not the one with the big ego. You are. Which, like, after the scene with the two of them with Beth, I'm like, yeah, that kind of tracks. Yeah. That's how it's coming across. Yeah. And it's interesting. I don't know, like, why Meredith so badly needs there to be success to it. Yeah, it is. It is very interesting. I, I think... With all the stuff going on with the therapy, which also great therapy scenes in this episode. Yeah. Um, she just needs to feel like she's extraordinary, which is what we kind of have this theme of. I need yeah. to be extraordinary. I need to be doing something extraordinary, doing something extraordinary. Excuse me. And so anyways, so she's also this girl's acting is incredible. Why yeah. is she not? She needs to get a, a role in Bridgerton or some show that's new that Shonda's doing so that she can be living in Shondaland. And we'll retroactively call her out. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's just insane. So anyways, so we get this, 
and I want to fast forward because I really like this scene where they go in. He's one last time. He's got a weird like he's got a, a, a blanket over his hand. Like, I don't understand that thing. Um, oh, that's when they they um, they scrub in and then they're like doing that to stay sterile until they get gloved. Oh, OK, because the, the, the towel is sterile. So they like keeps their hands sterile before they're gloved. Oh, OK. And he goes up to her and he's like, all right last chance and she goes like what are you scared and he's like yeah actually i am yeah so and she's like well so am i let's leap together which i love that yeah let's fucking leap together that's so dope it's just such a good scene and her acting is incredible but this this happens and we have quite a bit of time where there's just in between where she's like she didn't die so she didn't die She's in what looks like to be some sort of medical coma is what I'm gathering from this or she's it's it's more like it's just taking her body a really long time to wake up out of the surgery because and, and Meredith says like it takes longer after brain surgery, which to me makes a lot of sense because have you ever had surgery where you're under for anesthesia uh, once? Yes. Just for wisdom like teeth. wisdom teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So I had wisdom teeth, but I also had a different one on my uterus. Um, and I don't really like, it was an, in, it was like a one day I didn't have to stay overnight or anything. So, um, it was like not crazy. Um, but I, yeah, I just feel like it makes sense that because it's, you're specifically in the brain, your body's going to like take longer and kind of come out of it slower because it's just like a whole nother level of like intensity. Um, but it does feel like they don't say, but I feel like it's like maybe 24 hours or close to 24 hours before she wakes up. That would make sense because it, it seemed like a like a healthy chunk of time. Yeah, and we have I think two two meetings with the, the parents, maybe one. But then we get the last scene where she fucking wakes up, mm-hmm. and she looks terrible. She's she looks like someone like she's a wonderful actress. She looks like someone who went through a brain surgery. <laughs> and like she oh, reaches yeah, when she wakes up and like her eyes like aren't all yeah. open and she's like a little sluggish like girl did some research oh yeah oh yeah that's what i mean by that like she she looks like a beautiful little angel but when mm-hmm. she comes out of that surgery she looks like someone who has gone through a war of brain surgery you know and then she lifts up her paralyzed arm and she goes it's not just for show anymore oh it worked yeah but then we get like this weird scene. So we get a lot of Rose and Derek scenes and Oof. then a Rose and Meredith scene leading up to that. Do you want to tackle one of those and I'll tackle the other? Let's talk first the Derek, the Derek one where he's like distraught. Ugh. Terrible. Um, And he's like, I'll never like nothing I do is good enough. I can't save. I can't save them. Like I, I just keep failing. I keep failing her. And then Rose is like them. You mean them, right? And then she just like goes into the OR or leaves the room wherever they are. And Derek's like, oh, well, I fucked that up. Yeah. But I said what I said because that's how I feel. Yeah. That was that was such a weird scene because I again, this is one of those things where I I don't think I've ever subconsciously mixed up things like this. But, you know, that's because you just have never been in the situation where you're like in love with someone else and pretending you're not. Correct. But Derek, like, get your get your crap together. And Rose is great. I know they're not great together because that's not what the show wants for us. But I like Rose. And then it's just 
I keep on letting her down. I keep on disappointing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean I keep that? Failing her over and over and over. Yeah. Buddy. And I think it's interesting because I think it's like kind of an interesting trigger, so to speak, for Derek. We're a lot about there's a lot of triggering moments in this episode, which I think makes sense because that's kind of how you get to the, the growth aspect at the end of it. But like, obviously, we know as surgeons that like you can't save everyone they we've seen them lose patients before and we've seen Derek be affected by it but when he's doing these clinical trials like that's all he's doing I at least that's how I'm understanding it like he's not having other patients while he's doing these clinical trial trials and so he's only lost patients for 12 people in a row they have died which I feel like that is a level with if you're being like this basically world-renowned, really successful surgeon that we're led to believe that he is, that is not something he's used to. And it's going to like obviously impact his um like mental stability. Look, his yeah, his state, everything. Yeah, I get that. And it's it's we've seen it in scrubs we've seen it in house we've seen it in all in new amsterdam we've seen the the toll that it takes on the mental uh state of of doctors to lose a patient and derek's lost 12 and like meredith also is going through a lot of that i don't know that and and we don't i only we've seen there's nothing that we're going that i have to go off to say this comment but i believe that derek is taking it harder than meredith is because Mm -hmm. Derek is the one who's like owning the, the the clinical trial. Like he's the he's the senior person who this falls on at the end of the yeah. day. And I, there's an extra layer of responsibility that he's he's feeling. Well, to I that, think so. there's that, but there's also the fact that Meredith brought it to him because she yes. can't do it yes. without him. So not only is it his name, but it's also her hopes and like her ideas. So I definitely think what you're saying is correct. Where it's like it's on him, it's on his career, but it's also like he this was a way for him to be like, look, Meredith, look what we can do together. And it's not working out that way. Yeah. (sighs) What Um, a journey. And so like, she's not waking up. Derek stays with her first. Um, Derek is mad. Oh, Derek. Um, So then do you want to do the Rose and Meredith scene? Yeah. What a, what an interesting scene that we got there because she walks in on Meredith looking at these these uh, C- CT scans, I believe, for mm-hmm. for the size of the tumor. Post up, mm-hmm. yeah. And the tumor's getting smaller, and it's a success. Other than Beth not waking up, this is a success. It, the trial is working. There's some validity to this, and we get uh, you know. Rose saying, Hey, you need, or she, uh, Meredith says you should go tell him. And Rose is like, no, no, no. That's the kind of news that you need to tell Yeah, because you just made medical history. This is the stuff legends are made of. Yep. Which is a callback yes. to the legend of the love of Derek and Meredith. And Rose Meredith just kept saying, there's no legend. There's no legend. Correct. And then she's like, it's the stuff legends are made of. And Meredith obviously was not in the room when Derek misspoke to Rose yeah. about Meredith. Yeah. So ob- this is Meredith's like, oh, I don't understand this. This is weird. Okay. So, yeah, yeah man. It's just, I feel so bad for 
for Rose. And I actually, in that scene originally, when they walked in and Derek's just sitting there crying and Rose is in the background, I was like, are they about to break up? No, uh, they weren't breaking up in this moment, but they will break up in between yeah, seasons. Yeah, which you did say, so... Um, let's skip ahead to the end, the candles, and then we'll come back to the therapy of it. Um, Biggest question, the, where the <laughs> fuck did she get all those candles? Probably Ikea. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's where I got a bunch of candles for my wedding, so you can buy them in, like, very large bulk. Um. Uh, yeah, so... When he, they do the kiss, they do the kiss. I think the easy thing to end on is the kiss, but I think they, they do. I have to call this out as much as I don't like Derek. This is worth noting. This is growth. Clearly, obviously growth from season two, where he sleeps with Meredith while he's with Addison at the prom. He has essentially the exact same opportunity here to sleep with Meredith, even though he's with Rose, he does kiss her, but he's like, he steps back and he's like in order to do to kiss you more and to do more than kiss you i have to speak with rose which is growth undoubtedly growth. that's growth yes um and so i do feel like that's worth noting i'm not gonna you know slide over that that's notable for derek and important um and i'm glad that you're the one who called that out here because we all know how you feel about derek so kudos to you yes that's I, growth i'm trying to you know maintain a critical eye while still having my opinions um because i don't like him i do still think he's wildly problematic and toxic in a lot of ways but you know what maybe moving forward we'll see more growth um but i i do think that it's important that i also think it's important for shonda because yes it's easy to like end on that kiss and be like they're together now blah 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 yay hooray but like they have to do like the he has to take care of this so that he can like be with her because he's not going to do it. I think it, it speaks to him like honoring and respecting Rose, but also honoring and respecting Meredith to be like, it's not going to be a secret. We're not going to like hide this. Like we did with the whole Addison thing. Like it's just going to like be good this time. Well, it also Until from he a, gets hit by the car with Izzy. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say it, it puts a little bit of doubt into viewers <laughs> minds because when this released, that was the finale. You have to go all the way through to the next season. And what does happen to Derek? Does he die? We don't know. Is this something where uh, he maybe he talks to Rose and he goes, oh, wait, you know what? Maybe, yeah, maybe Meredith isn't the right thing for me. Maybe Mark talks him out of, listen, this we know how this ends. Who knows, right? Like, Netflix tells us they're together, but are they really? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, okay. Um, obviously, the, the Beth thing is successful. Also, after Rose is like, you need to go tell him. This is what he wants to hear from you. And then it cuts to her, like, going to get the champagne. She is... She looks very good. She has taken some, Meredith has taken yeah. time to make herself look very, very, very nice for this I celebratory agree. moment with Derek. I she looks agree. beautiful. Um, but I just feel like it's worth noting that that means she would have like put in like a lot of work to be like, I want to like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, so there's like the back and forth. She's looking for the champagne because she doesn't know he threw it away. And then she's looking for him. He's not. Where does she go first? She goes to the to the airstream. The lounge. Well, she goes to the lounge and she's like, "Where is he?" And Christina's like, "I don't fucking know." Um, <laughs> give me a banana. Um, and then she goes to the airstream, 
and and then she puts then she builds the the candle house which is like a grand romantic gesture and i hate it <laughs> but i don't like i have yet to see like a grand romantic gesture that i'm like that's not corny like it's just like who's going to do that and you know what if that's you i truly apply if that's how you show your love that is great to me like it's just so like Blah. is this real like do people really do it like i don't think that it's bad i'm just like why <laughs> i don't know but i like the the real the real they're like holding to meredith's character where she's like this is fucking dumb i can't believe i did it so yeah. i like that she does it but she's like this is stupid She's also like, I did this. Where were you? It doesn't even matter anymore. Fuck you. I got healed and you weren't even here, you selfish prickhead. And then and she's like, she's and like I couldn't find the champagne. Yeah. And, and also, our kitchen's right over there. So like, is it is it's funny. It's a good, it's a good ending scene, and I really, I really do like that for them. Uh so just it's cute. But all I could think of is like, how much time did this take you? Like, where did you get these candles from? This is insane. Are these battery lit candles? Are they real candles? No, they're real candles because I think it, it closes up on the flame. Oh, I don't remember that. Maybe I missed that part. They're real I was candles. Typing, I was typing my notes. Anyways, but it, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot to do. The grand yeah. romantic gesture is also not my cup of tea either. So, um, But she's like, I do like that she is like this is our living room this is our kitchen this is the room our kids are gonna play and Derek's like it's a little small <laughs> and then he's like where's the bedroom and she's like don't talk to me <laughs> I'm mad at you I, I didn't have enough candles for the second floor Derek I'm also like do you people not just have a phone just fucking call each other on your cell phone yeah they all have phones because he's looking for her he goes to her house she's not at the house um also, shout out, love the moment where he pulls the bottle of champagne out of the trash can and Christina goes, that is not sanitary. Yeah, that really bugged me. I was like, that's once it's in the garbage, it lives there, Derek. It's no, it, that's funny. That's uh -uh, funny. No. Her line is funny. Yes, it is also, funny, but I'm telling you, it's unopened. But we're not trying to George Costanza this donut here. OK, I don't know what that reference means. <sighs> I mean, I know it's from Seinfeld. There's a scene where George eats a whole donut off of a plate on the top of a garbage can. Well, that's what if it had been in a box? Still, no, that's the whole point of the of that episode. They're like, why would you do that? And he's like, it was perfect. It was perfect. There was nothing. It's, it's fine. It, once it's in the garbage can, once it crosses that but threshold, it's, it's done. It's done. It's, it's on toast. Top. No, stop. You just said it was on stop. top of the garbage can. St no, this is the whole okay, point of that Seinfeld episode. A sealed bottle of you champagne <laughs> that your lips are not going to touch. And even if they did, the part your lips are touching wasn't touched by any I'm garbage. just, okay, you know what? You need to watch that you're episode just, of Seinfeld. You're being wasteful. No, I'm being sanitary. What if nothing else is in that trash can? I can't. No, it's done it's done why it's because it, it's in the garbage it is now garbage With not, no, no, it's just if the, nothing else is in the trash can it's just in a bag no it's in a garbage bag which makes it garbage With no garbage okay i can't talk to you this is this oh is God. watch you need to watch the seinfeld episode no i don't i you <laughs> are wasteful <sighs> anyways okay we okay. have just a couple of things left to talk about the therapy the therapy I have to say, you were so close last episode when you were like, they lead you to believe that Ellis was like a genius. 
so what's she trying to say? And I'm like, that she was a genius, Carmen. That's what they're trying to say, that she was a genius. And the realization that Meredith has where she's like, oh, if she wanted to die, she would have actually just killed herself. But she didn't want to die. It was just a like she wanted to get Richard back, but like she didn't get him back. She didn't tell him about it. Um, so what you're saying about- is I'm a genius. No, because you got so close. And then, I mean, you were essentially paralleling Meredith's journey with this. Because the, the doctors or Dr. Wyatt is like, you're so close, Meredith. She's a brilliant surgeon. And Meredith's like, yeah. And Dr. Wyatt's like, okay. <laughs> um, but, okay, let's talk about Meredith copying an attitude to Weber. When she's Savage. Like, so? And he's like, excuse me? And she's like, my mother tried to kill herself and it's your fault. And he's like, I did not know that. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird because it, it's like Rose tells uh, tells Meredith. Wait, Rose tells Weber that. Oh, yeah, there's two surgeries, obviously, like totally 100 percent. But it's. It's not what Weber wanted. And then Weber's like, no, and she's well, like, he was clear. He was like, you have one chance to do it. Yeah. And, and Rose is like, like no, well, I'm just going to do two, but I'm going to do them before midnight. <laughs> yeah. So Rose is like, oh, she said she cleared it with you. Oh, like in the middle of saying that Rose is like, shit, am I throwing her under the bus? Yes. Like, yes, what? you are. And she's like, uh, I might be wrong. And Weber's like, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was so savage. And then he's like, so what do you mean? So I'm the chief. So what are you talking about? So you're like breaking FDA laws. Yeah. Oh gosh. That was a dumb moment. And and to think that any of that should or could be blamed on uh on on this this man. Like so what? This was also years ago. This was years ago. Yeah, but if it's new to you, like it's still like you're going to have I don't feel like her anger is invalid. I don't feel like she needs to treat him that way. Oh, no, for sure. But I don't feel like her anger is invalid. Um, Okay, so she has the realization that Ellis didn't want to die. And then the realization of, like, she's laying there in a pool of blood. And she tells Meredith to be an extraordinary person, not surgeon. Because she's like, it doesn't matter if you're an extraordinary surgeon. Because, like, Ellis was an extraordinary surgeon. And she still, like, had this other thing. Yeah. That like made her unhappy. So she's like, be an extraordinary person. Excuse you, podcast burp. <laughs> yeah. Also, I got to tell you, the moment when I realized when she's cleaning up the blood that this is the exact, like she's cleaning up someone else's blood in the same spot that Ellis tried to kill herself. The same house, the same spot. Holy cow. Talk about a real full on trigger. That's insane. Yeah. And she just like immediately like scrubs it up, which is probably what she did when she was six too. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the exact same place. Yeah. Cause that's I, the house she grew up in. That's, that's what the I'm kitchen saying. that Ellis tried to kill herself in. That's like, what I'm saying. Just, yeah. Like it's like terrifying. Like, and like Alex obviously is dealing with Ava. He's not going to take the time to be like, Hey Meredith, heads up big old pile of blood in your kitchen. Right. And then he shouldn't have to like, obviously like she needs to be the priority, but like 
she has no warning. She literally is like walking in her kitchen, probably thinking like, oh, time for a snick snack. And like, I mean, the disconnect, yeah. it's like she just goes into like this whole other like, I don't even know how to describe it. Her brain goes into like this protection mode. Yeah, I was going to say like protection. So it's a full on defense mechanism for what's for what's happening. And then you get you get kind of, again, all these these things adding up and it's no, 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 no. Here's the thing. My wife, my my mom was an extraordinary surgeon. She knows that if she wanted to kill herself, this is what she would have needed to do. She could have done it. It would have been flawless. Yeah. So she wasn't trying to kill herself. It was some mm-hmm. sort of cry, cry for help for help mm-hmm. in my mom's own messed up way. And the moral of this is that I can learn from my mom's mistakes. Yes. Which leads us to then this grand romantic gesture of her saying, okay, I can be with Derek. Yeah. We can be extraordinary together rather than ordinary apart. I got all whole and healed for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's what a, what a good. And I, I, I predict that there will be more therapy sessions. I hope because once you are healed, it's not a done thing. You have to continue to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. So, but with that being said, uh, I, I really did like this arc and I liked getting to see all of this happen with Meredith. Um, okay. So on Richard, like I also like at the end when she sees him, when she's coming out of the airstream and she sees him packing up his car and he says, I'm not a bad man. I know I'm the villain in your story, but I'm not a bad man. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Burr. All right. Settle down. <laughs> Not really the same. No, I get that though. And then, and then you get, I mean, first off, I think that's a, that's a good call out because Weber is a good guy. He's yeah. not perfect. None of us are perfect, but I don't and think that at the core of his being, from, he's not a, from that whole thing. Yes. And again, growth, lots of growth this season for him. And then he goes home. Yeah. To Adele. And- and he's Another like really good speech. Yeah. He's like, I'm not a bad man. I'm good. I'm telling you, like, I'm not asking to come home. I'm telling you that I'm your husband and I want to come home to my wife. And then Adele's like, it is about damn time. Richard Weber. Hell yeah. Fuck. Love that yeah. scene. That was great. I also like that. He says, I've been a good man for everybody except you. And I know that. And I think that that's good that he recognizes that because some I think like he's mad a lot of times that she's like wants him to retire because he's like, well, I'm like doing good for the world. Like I'm putting all this like he is a good doctor. He is good with his patients. He's a good chief. But like that doesn't matter in his marriage if he's not a good. Exactly. Yeah. So not that it's saying it doesn't matter. It still matters. Oh, it absolutely matters. But it's not, it's not to Bailey's point, the big picture. Exactly. Like you can't only be a good man in one way and then just like be like, well, I can be like shitty to you because I do good at work. Yeah, that so. was a good, good growth moment. Good wrap up. Good. Glad to see that they're because they've they've also had this will they won't they kind of dynamic mm-hmm. for this season as well. And it seems like finally we've reached the they will or they are. Yes. Mm-hmm. They do be getting together. Um, so let's make some predictions. Well, before we do that, is there anything else that we missed? I think uh, 
We talked about the Meredith storyline with her therapy. Uh, we talked about Derek and Meredith getting together. George and Lexi. George is going to retake his test. Christina got her rising star shining bright like a diamond moment. Derek <laughs> gets his stuff with Rose. Mark had a pretty good episode. He was kind of part of other people's storylines. Oh, I will say the last thing I wanted to say, and I had I had this quote here. This is going back to the Bailey and Izzy uh, uh, clinic storyline. Mm-hmm. You get Bailey, give Izzy the kind of this validation of you have grown into a fine doctor, Izzy Stevens. Izzy Stevens, yeah, that's so a good, cute. that's a cool moment. Yeah, she's proud of her. Yeah, which Again, is great. Taking some time to get there. It has. Um. Okay, so predictions. All right. What do you want me to predict? Uh, George and his test. George will pass the test by one point. Okay. And George and Lexi. George and Lexi will get together and they will date for a period of time. And when will that be? Like how soon? That is going to be by season five, episode three. They will date. Okay. Um, If they don't date, they're at least going to bone one time. Okay. And um, Izzy and anybody, just Izzy in general. Like, what's Izzy's? She has the clinic now, but what else does she have going on? She and Alex had this kissy moment. She and Alex had the kissy moment, which will not, nothing else will happen. This is it. It will not happen again. I am guaranteeing, I am promising the world that Alex and Izzy will never be a thing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm using ghoulish overkill because I don't want it to happen. And uh, Izzy will eventually be written off the show. Obviously, I know that that's a spoiler. Um, I don't know what that looks like. Maybe <gasps> she what? We didn't talk about the spoiler. You oh had. yeah, we should talk about that. So, for anyone who has listened to this show before, you know that I am also a fan of Ted Lasso. If you because haven't, it's great. It's a great fucking show. <laughs> With windmills. What television is. Yes. So I was reading an article because uh, Kelsey and I were, we talk and we're like, well, what, where is this show possibly going? If this is their last season, where is it going? And I was reading an article about theories. And one of the theories that came up is there's going to be like, it wasn't like where it's going, but they said, maybe they'll have a musical episode. Like shows like Grey's Academy had a musical episode. And I, and, or Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, shows like Grey's Academy. We'll have, a Grey's. we'll have a musical episode. Yeah. But I read that and I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, he sent me the screenshot of just that part and was like, God damn it. And I was like, no. And I, I, te- I teased a little bit on our Instagram, like that he had a spoiler. And like, I understand that like, there are so many like way worse things that could have been spoiled. But like, what we have to understand is like, A, think back if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, think back to when that aired and we were all like, what the fuck? It comes out of <laughs> nowhere. So like the surprise, like you never would have guessed, like, would you have ever guessed that this show had a musical episode? No, exactly. Because it makes no fucking sense. That's like saying that there's a house musical episode. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. And also like, because Carmen has like a musical background, like to me, I was like so excited for it to come and him to be like, what is happening? And like, just this like element of surprise to it. So like, obviously it's still going to happen. Obviously we'll still like get to talk about it. And 
uh, I mean, I still don't think you'll see it coming because it comes out of nowhere. But like that now that just the fact like that, you know, it exists is just like a little bit of a bummer because. I, I will I will never I will never be able to get the. This is like if you've listened to this episode or, or this show and you heard about the time that I went to go see Into the Woods, not knowing it was a musical. <laughs> I won't get that again for Grays. I won't yeah. get to go, wait a second, is this a fucking musical? <laughs> I yeah. won't get that. I'll still get to go, oh, this is the musical episode, but I won't get what is happening. I will never have that shock and awe moment. And the internet ruined it. I just wanted to read about Ted Lasso. Yeah. Anyways, so we just wanted to address that since it happened. Um, yeah. And we were just sad about it. Um, again, it could have been way worse, but still. On that note, let's rate this episode and rate this Hold arc. on, we are not done with predictions. Oh, sorry. You were in the middle of an Izzy prediction. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's going to end up leaving the show, probably to get married to Ted Lasso. <laughs> um, and she's married to Grace Kelly. What? She Her is married? Name. Yeah. Oh, wow. They have children. Um, what else were we going to predict? Okay, um, Meredith and Derek. Well, if Jessica didn't tell me that he lives and that my prediction is stupid, I was going to predict that he gets dead in a car crash in between season four and season five. And this is the last time we see Derek and he's getting written off the show just like Preston Burke. So Jessica told me that that is not true. Whether or not she lied is to be seen. (laughs) But I'm going to take a chance and believe her and say that they're going to be together. This is it. They're together forever now. And Rose? Uh, I I think we'll probably get... If we don't get a car crash scene where Derek dies, we will get a scene where they break up and we'll get this... I think we'll get to see the breakup. I don't think it's going to be an implied breakup. I think we get to see it. Okay. So we know that he's done it. He's yes. not secretly having a double life. Exactly. We need we need the proof. Um, um, Callie and Han and Mark. Uh, still going to have a threesome, but Callie and Han, they're going to like date. I think, I think they're going to be a thing. Okay. Do you have a time frame? Uh, season, this episode that we're about to do tonight, season five, episode one, they're going to date. They're yeah. going to talk about the okay. kiss and they're going to be like, yeah, we should be together. Okay. Um, and wait, the threesome. That's going to be by season five, episode six. 17. Okay. That's a, that's a slow burn on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. We said George, Al- Alex. I have no idea about Alex. Alex, I need to see I need to see the next episode to figure out what's going on with his life because he is in a tough spot right now. Yeah. He needs therapy. I think we're going to get mm-hmm. – you know what? I'm predicting that we're going to have an Alex therapy arc as well. Same therapist? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think that's it, right? We don't have anything else like Bailey. Oh, Bailey's still with Tuck. They're right? trying she to, has, she's oh, trying to work sorry, it out. She's still with Tucker. She has Tuck and she's like time to go home to daddy. Um, so like they're together, they're trying to work it out. So what do you think happens with that? I guess they're going to work it out. She gave up the Denny Duquette Memorial Clinic. So it's, they're, they're going to work it out. They're going to be fine. Okay. I think that might be it then. 
yeah, I feel like that's the major questions that I have. So the, the big the big prediction that I'm going to make with Alex's therapy session, though, is that it's going to be the exact same actor for the therapist, but they're going to give her a different name and like an accent <laughs> and like glasses. Like they're going to make it's going to be like a I Clark was Kent situation to show that time had passed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I think that's everything. Then I think we're doing pretty well. Um, uh, anything for Christina? Did I say that already? Uh, I don't think you did, but she's, she's going to be back. She's going to be back on her mojo. She's going to be good. She gave up the sparkle pager, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) drunk with power is what she said. Uh, so I, I think that she's, she's going to hopefully learn more from Han, but I think there's, there's a point where she doesn't need to learn from Han. She needs to learn from someone else or she needs to test her chops in a different way. I just don't mm-hmm. know what that looks like yet. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm excited to continue plowing right through it. And talk again um, in a couple hours. If you guys, thank you for listening. Um, if you haven't rated us or Wait, left a review we anywhere, need to rate this really episode. Like to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can go first. Five. Yeah, me too. Okay, so five for part two or five for the whole thing? Or both. 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 Same. Same. This is this is an attending out of a scale of intern or med student to attending. This is this the is the swell of music over yeah. the end of everything, like at the end, is like yeah. so like just goosebumps and it's just like I mean, obviously I know what's gonna happen, but when I still like like when it still elicits the reaction that it's meant to elicit the first time that you see it, I think that that's just like speaks volumes to like good television. And that's really what this episode was. Yeah. In my opinion. And, and I will say that this, the last episode, I think I gave a, did I give it a five? I think. No, we both gave it 4.8. Okay. Because mainly because like, it just doesn't wrap up. So it's like, you can't really give it a five because like you just don't know where it's all go. It's just unfinished stories. Yeah. The, the the last episode was ranked highly because there was a lot of shock factor. Mm-hmm. You have a guy in concrete and Bailey quotes Star Wars stuff. <laughs> so you have this episode where it wraps everything up, but there's not there's not shock and awe in this episode. It's just good fucking yeah. writing. It's good story arcs. You have growth. You have the coma. I guess I, you could say that the Han and... Callie kiss was shocking, but like, I didn't feel shocked. I knew it was happening. I'm incredible. I'm wonderful, but everything coming together really was just such great acting, such great writing, great representation. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see what, what the future holds for this, this show and, and everything else. So that's why I gave it a five. And that's why I think these two episodes together definitely deserve a five as well. Yeah. So excited to keep going and just like keep moving on. Um, we're really in like just such a good peak Gray's era. Um, and I just like can't wait for us to keep going and keep seeing seeing where Shonda takes us exactly. on our journeys. Exactly. Shonda Land. Um, so yeah, if you guys have a minute to leave a rating or a review, if you haven't already, we'd really appreciate it. Um, if you could tell your friends and your family and everybody you see ever, we would really appreciate that. You can follow us on Instagram at Grey's Academy Pod and Twitter, and you can email me at Grey's Academy Pod at gmail.com with anything. If we, um, if you just have any feedback or any opinions that you want to share with us, we're always open to hearing them. 
um, we just are having a lot of fun doing this, and I can't believe so we've much fun gotten through seventy eight episodes now. So like we're coming in hot on the hundredth episode soon. I'm like so excited. Um, so yay! Like I just can't wait. Um, just really enjoy doing this. It's a lot of fun. I was I was decided to do it and then stuck with it. Yeah, and we will stick with it all the way to the end, mm-hmm. unless someone spoils it so terribly. But I think then we'll just double down and say. When's the spoiler going to happen? Yeah. So I was, I was telling the the person who cut my hair today, they're like, I was like, yeah, I got to get home. I got to record whatever. And she's like, record? Like, what, what do you mean? And I was like, well, let me, let me tell you. Um, so <laughs> we will advertise to strangers. It's true. Well, it's also anytime I'm, I'm, I am talking about the show. I go, have you seen Grey's, Grey's Anatomy? And they're like, they either say no or yes, but only like to this point. And I was like, okay, well, first off, no spoilers. Like I, I am watching it for the first time. So say nothing, but I'm going to explain to you what I do. So I have to have always that caveat because I'm sick and tired of people like saying something or accidentally seeing a spoiler or almost saying something or almost saying something. So anyways, with that being said, yes, we thank you all of our listeners and we appreciate you. And, and Kelsey say the other thing, say the other thing so that I can say the other thing. Um, if you see Carmen walking down the street. Yeah, no spoilers, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, none of you, none of you spoil it, but we do appreciate all of you listeners. Thank you for going through season four with us and we will have another episode, a special episode tomorrow. So tune in Friday for season five, episode one, picking up where we left off. We'll see you all in that Coming next in hot. One. Yes. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.